Hello all my nieces and nephews and welcome to Auntie Jojo's library. My library is open to all listeners but it was created for my nieces and nephews. Auntie Jojo has some super exciting news. Uh, I'm engaged and I'm so excited it appears in all of my excitement that I messed up my story release schedule. So instead of getting a story last Tuesday you're going to be getting two stories this week. Ginger the Giraffe released yesterday on Monday, and then today we are going to be reading a story called Hide and Seek. Both this story and Ginger the the Giraffe um, are uh, published on a website called monkeypin.com, and monkeypin.com has several books available. You can download them into a PDF format and save them to your phone, Or you can look at them on your phone or web browser. It's monkeypen.com, M-O-N-K-E-Y-P-E-N. So this story is called Hide and Seek. um, And it is about an adventure that a little girl named Sally and her friends have. So, let's get started. A simple game of hide and seek leads the children into the adventure of their lives. James, his sister Sally, and Mark, their best friend forever, were bored. They had played all day, but now it was dark and difficult to see. They had nothing to do. They couldn't play soccer because they couldn't see the ball. They didn't want to go inside and play a game because it was too beautiful outside. And they liked being outside, especially after having to play inside all winter long. They didn't know what to do, and it was a little too early for them to go home. I guess we'll just go home, Mark said in a sad voice. Aw, come on, replied James. We still have time for another game of of something. Then Sally said, I have an idea. Let's play hide and seek. I was just going to say that, said James. Yeah, I'll bet, replied his sister. You always say you're thinking of whatever I'm thinking of. Do not, said James in a loud voice. Do too, yelled Sally. And that's Pretty much how a conversation between Auntie Jojo and Auntie Bree went when we were younger. And I'm not saying that Ladybug and Yaya have done this before, but, you know, sometimes you kind of yell back and forth, do not, do two, do not, do two, she's touching me, she's touching me, that kind of thing. And again, just like the previous story, Ginger the Giraffe, there is a little bit of construction going on, so I apologize for the loudness in the library, but gas is expensive, and Auntie Jojo already parked her car at a nice sunny spot, so I don't really want to have to restart it. You know, fun adult stuff that I hope you never have to worry about. So, James and Sally are yelling back and forth like siblings do, all out of love, blah, blah, blah. Mark just looked down at the ground and shook his head from side to side. They are at it again, he mumbled to himself. Then he yelled, okay, let's play hide and seek. I'll be the seeker. He turned, faced a big tree, closed his eyes, and started counting. One hundred, ninety-nine, ninety-eight, ninety-seven. Sally and Mark stopped arguing, looked at each other, and ran off in different directions to find hiding place. In the, dis- in the distance, they could still hear Mark counting. Four, three, two, one. Ready or not, here I come. Then he turned and began looking in places. He was trying to find where they were hiding. Finding Sally was easy. She always ran off and then circled back so she could be close to base. 
the safe place to get before being tagged. Mark looked for the biggest tree and he ran towards it, but she wasn't there. I'll bet she's behind a big bush, he said to himself. She ran, so he ran to it and was ready to tag her, but she wasn't there either. As he turned around, he saw James running towards base and he darted after him. Just before he touches, touched James' shoulders, James, ta James tagged base and yelled, Safe, did you get Sally yet? James asked. No, Mark said. I haven't been able to find her and it's getting late. We're going to have to start heading home. So they both yelled out, Come on, Sally, it's late. But there was no reply. Not even a little snicker from somewhere in the darkness. They yelled again, Come out, Sally, it's getting late. Still, there was no reply from Sally. They began to worry and started searching for her. As they walked around the area, they yelled, Sally, come on, we give up, you're safe. But no matter where they looked or how much they called out, Sally was wondering. But no matter where they looked or how much they called out, Sally was wondering what had happened. All she could remember was crawling under the big trunk of the fallen tree to hide. Now, as she looked up, she saw several stars coming through a hole above her head. She had fallen into a hole when she crawled under the tree. She had fallen into a hole when she crawled under the tree trunk. Help, she yelled, and they heard her voice echo throughout what must have been a cave. Help, 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 help. Did you hear that? Mark said excitedly. Sally, she just yelled for help. Keep yelling, Sally, James screamed. That way we can find you. Sally heard her brother and kept screaming. After a short while, the boys were standing next to the big trunk. Hey, are, are you stuck in this tree? Asked James. Kind of, Sally yelled. When I crawled under, under it to hide, I, I fell into the cave. Please help me, I'm scared. It's dark and I can't get out. Mark said, James, you stay with Sally and I'll go get my dad. Then he dashed off into the darkness. Don't be scared, James said. I'm right here with you. No, you're not, Sally sobbed. You're up there and I'm down here. As Sally turned into in the darkness of the cave, she bumped into something, screamed, and she began to cry. What's wrong? James yelled. There's something down here with me, she replied in a shaky voice. Just then, Mark and his dad came running through the woods. Mark's father knelt down and asked Sally if she was okay. He could hear her crying and sobbing. Sally, are you hurt? He asked, no, but I'm scared, and there's something down here with me. Stand back, Sally. I'm lowering a rope, and we'll be down in a second. Mark's dad had tied a rope to the tree and found a hole to the tree, found the hole under the trunk, wiggled a bit, and lowered himself into the cave. Sally could see him coming down in the rope with the rope, and she stopped crying. Not only was he there in the cave, but the cave. Ca Ugh, sorry. Not only was he there, but the cave became brighter from the beam of his flashlight as he danced across the cave's floors and walls, as it danced across the cave's floors and walls. As he reached the floor of the cave, he shone his light on Sally and gave her a big hug. Don't be frightened. I'll have you out of here in no time. Then he shone his light around and saw that she had fallen into a small cave, and very close to her in the middle of the cave was something wrapped in layers of old blankets. Mark, James, there's something down here. I'm going to tie it to the rope, and I want you to pull it up, okay? Okay, they replied. The boys pulled out the object, untied it, and let it loose at the end, and let the loose end of the rope fall back into the cave. 
The cave wasn't deep, and Mark's dad bo boosted Sally over his head so she could crawl out. He then grabbed the rope and with a little jump was able to grab the opening and pull himself out. Let's go back to the house for a cup of hot tea. I'll call your parents so they aren't worried and we'll see what treasures Sally has found, he said. When they got to Mark's house, they sipped their tea and began unwrapping the treasure. They carefully peeled off layers of old blankets and cloth to reveal a wooden box. They slowly opened it and, sta and stared in amazement. Oh my, Sally said. I didn't believe what I'm seeing. The boys and Mark's father just stared. Inside the box were jewels of every color you could imagine. There were diamonds, rubies, sapphires, and emeralds of all shapes and sizes. <clears throat> In the mix, they could see several gold coins and strands of pearls. We're rich, the boys screamed. Not quite, interrupted Mark's father. Someone could have lost this, and I don't think they plan on spending any of it of spending any of it until we find out a little more. Besides, Sally found it. I'll share it, Sally said happily. That's nice of you, Sally, replied Mark's dad, but the right thing to do is to contact the authorities. The next day, the four of them and Sally's mother drove to the police station, explained what had happened, and gave the treasure to the police to hold for a while while to hold while they conducted their interview. The They left the police station, sadly, and even... The double-dipped ice cream cones Mark's father brought. I am really struggling with this story. They left the police station, sadly, and even the double-dipped ice cream cones Mark's father bought, them, bought for them didn't make them smile. They drove back in silence. Several weeks had passed with no word from the police. Then one evening, Mark's father called James, Sally, and their parents. The police just called, and I think you should come over right now, he said. I'm afraid there's some bad news about the treasure. The police the, the police are on their way, and will explain everything when you get here. Sally and James didn't say much during the ride to Mark's house. Sally thought that since it was bad news, the treasure belonged to someone else, even though they probably lost it. Whatever happened to finders keepers, she mumbled. What did you say, Sally? Her mother asked. Oh, nothing, Sally replied. Then she let out a long, sad sigh that echoed through the car. When they arrived at Mark's house, the police were there with the treasure box. As Sally entered, the captain introduced himself and said, Sally, this is yours. Your parents need to sign some papers, but the box and its contents are yours. Sally, Mark, and James shrieked with joy and danced around the room. Then Sally said, What is the bad news? The captain smiled and said, The treasure is worth more money than you could imagine, and with your newfound wealth comes great responsibility. Sally didn't quite understand what the captain was talking about right now, but that didn't really matter. Ma Mark asked, Are you going to share? Of course, Sally said. If you and James didn't help me, I might still be there. Several days later, Sally asked everyone to come over to her house. I've decided what to do with the money from the treasure after it is sold, she said. I'm giving one-sixth to mom and dad, one-sixth to, Mark to Mark's mom and dad, one-sixth to Mark's, one-sixth to James, one-sixth for me. That's an extra one-sixth, Mark's proudly stated. He loved math and was right, and was right on top of Sally's calculations. N no, there's not, Sally said. It's two, James said. It's not, Sally said in an angered voice just as mark was going to say they're at it again sally said this is why there isn't an extra one sixth i'm giving it to a local charity so it can be given to those less fortunate her mother and father 
said it was care it was caring it was a caring and responsible thing to do they were very proud of her and knew that she understood what the captain meant when he had turned the treasure over to her days before thank you so much for joining me in my library for the reading of this story I wanted to share a little bit of information with you about uh, where I accessed this story from, monkeypen.com. They have a vision. Uh, they believe that books should be the cornerstone of every childhood. They're committed to making the dream a reality. So they have started a, a project. It's called the 10,000 Free Children's Book Project. Um, books have been created as part of this project that will provide children with access to quality books that entertain and educate. While entertaining the children, the books will also instill them with values and skills that traditional schools do not teach, such as money management, relationship building, investment in your health. Um, these are some of the issues that they believe are critical and are very important that these books will illuminate for young readers. Um... So with this project, Monkey Pen has already kickstarted the free book project. So there's a created, um, sorry, there's a link on their website where it's uh, free books that have been created by other institutions or other people. There's also a way that you can personalize children's books with names and illustrations that match you or your friends and family that you might want to give these books to. All of the profits from the personalized children's books will be rolled back into their free book project, which will eventually be providing thousands of free children books to young readers everywhere. Uh, if you're interested in partnering with Monkey Pen, I invite you to visit their website. It is monkeypen.com, M-O-N-K-E-Y-P-E-N. Um, you can choose to deal with a company that has a strong value and a reputation for highly professional services. They are reliable and provide value for money. They always deliver on their deadline. So if you have a book idea, you can partner with them. If you would like to uh, check out a personalized book or any additional information about their free book project um, or sign up for their newsletter, you're going to want to check out their website. If you have story suggestions, just send me an email at auntiejojoslibrary at gmail.com. Again, we read stories in the library every Tuesday, and our library historian releases a little history episode, which is a mini episode that is history-based the first Thursday of every month. As always, I'm looking forward to sharing more stories with you.